Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free. Colossians chapter 2, verse 1. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 1. can't find it on your phone and there's a Bible close to you. First Colossians chapter 2 verse 1. For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh that their hearts might be comforted being knit together in love and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You'd think if God wrote it down, we could figure it out. I mean... What do you mean, Brother Casey? Well, I'm glad you asked that. I mean, God has made known to us the mystery of himself and himself as the Father and himself as the Lord Jesus Christ. And in them are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. God knows everything, which is incredibly exciting because we know from Scripture that he knows the name of every star in every galaxy all over the universe, hundreds of billions of galaxies and hundreds of billions of stars in each galaxy, and God knows them all by name. And there are new stars being created all the time. And God knows their names. He names them and places them where he wants them. And that just kind of boggles my little finite mind. I mean, I really struggle with that. The fact that God knows all the hairs on my head. The exact number. You know, yesterday about 40 times I told the same joke. It's been told to the same people each time, but... Got a good laugh every time I told it, so I'm going to tell you all. I may have told you Sunday, but I want to hear it again. <laughs> Got up this morning and looked out my kitchen window, and in the backyard there were eight rabbits. They were all lined up, which I never see, and they were all walking backwards. And I thought, what in the world? And then I remembered, I have a receding hairline.
told that to a little girl, and she looked at me very politely, and she said, I don't get it. <laughs> and I said, in Europe, a rabbit is known as a hare, H-A-R-E. And she said, oh, that's funny. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> every hair on her head was the same color. I won't tell you what color it was, but it was very light. (laughs) But God holds all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You want to know something? Ask God. You say, what? Sure. Ask God. Every once in a while, I'll misplace something. Okay, that's not true. All the time it seems like I'm misplacing something. I always keep my keys in the same pants pocket. Right side, front pocket. Okay? There they are. Okay? If I happen to loan them to somebody and they don't come back to me, I reach in that pocket and they're not there. And my first thought is, oh, no, where did I put my keys? If I happen to lay them down... And don't put them in that pocket. What a mess. I have learned that after I have stuck my hand in there and not found them, I say, God, you know where my keys are. Would you just show me so I don't have to run around here like a chicken with his head cut off trying to find them? And often he does. It used to be they would be the last place I looked. Well, that's still true because when I find him, I quit looking. But now he does it so that it's like the first or second place I look also. not And that becomes the last place. But uh, you say, oh, Brother Casey, that's silly. God's not concerned about stuff like that. No, he's probably not. But he's concerned about me because I'm his child. And he's concerned about you and you and you and you and you and you. All of you. He loves you, deeply concerned about you. And so you can just rest in that. He contains all knowledge. I don't have any idea what I'm going to do tomorrow. But I know that in the morning when I wake up and I say, okay, Lord, what do you have planned today? He's going to tell me. He might not tell me for the whole day, but he's going to tell me the first couple of things. And he's going to give me the strength to get up and get out of bed and and go do it. When I was a teenager, I wanted to know God's will for my life, for my whole life. Okay? I'll go ahead and tell you, not one time did he say anything to me about Keith the Heights Baptist Church. I can't believe it. I mean, he should have told me. Instead of wasting my time in other places, I would have come here first. Yeah. But that's not what God had in mind. So, when I want to know God's will, first of all, I have to go to the Word of God and see what the Bible says His will is. That helps keep me on track. It is God's will for me to share the gospel with people. Okay? 
It is God's will for me to be thankful in every situation, whether I like it or not. Okay? In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And when I read it, it goes, you. When I say it out loud, it goes, you. I like that better. Okay? But even then, I got three fingers pointed back at me. And so it's us. But that's God's will. And yet, when something happens unexpectedly or expectedly that we were hoping wouldn't happen, instead of saying, Father, thank you. I don't know why you allowed this to happen. don't know why you allowed it to happen now. But thank you just because you said for me to be thankful. And I want you to get the glory from whatever it is that you're doing. When I can do that, then I can rest. And at my age, rest is really, really important. Okay? I don't have to worry about it. Talking to somebody this afternoon, and uh, and they they said something about uh, something they were they had been concerned about the last few days, and I said, "Give that to God. He's going to be up all night anyhow. You know, let him worry if worrying needs to be done. He holds all of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge." Now, what's the difference between wisdom and knowledge? Knowledge is when you know the facts. Wisdom is when you know what to do with the facts. Okay? Wisdom is when you are able to see things from God's perspective, the way God sees them. Okay? So, I knew when I went to the hospital last Wednesday night, they were going to put me in the hospital. They were going to admit me. I was hoping they wouldn't. I asked the Lord not to let them unless he really, really wanted me to be there. And uh, and then they told me that there were no rooms available. Since this was 160, that's the number of beds available in the hospital. And uh, no beds. And so, I thought, well, good, I'm going home. And uh, no. They said, you'll just have to wait here in the ER because... We have admitted you. Fourteen hours in the psych room. Do you know what that means? That means they have a TV, but it's got a piece of plexiglass in front of it. You can't turn it on. You can't change the channel. You can't adjust the volume. The light switches are keyed. You've got to have a key to turn the lights on and off. See? And they had made me put on this wonderful garment that my keys didn't have a place for. And I'm not sure one of my keys would have fit anyhow. And all of the cabinets were keyed. They were all locked. And so I'm laying there looking around. And I'm thinking, man, I could really use a drink of water. But no, there's no cups out on the counter. No, you got to call the nurse. And I didn't get up and go look, but I figured the water faucet had keys for it, you know. So you couldn't just stick your head under there and get a drink. Man, oh man. 
But then, the next day when my roommate got saved, it all made sense. The hidden treasures of God's wisdom. That's cool. I can live with that. But then Paul begins to warn them. He says, and this I say, verse 4, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Now, as you know, the Apostle Paul is also absent in the flesh from here. Not just Colossae and Laodicea. He's never been to Keith Heights Baptist Church either. We've never seen his face. But he is joying and beholding our order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Jesus Christ the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Notice the word there is thanksgiving, not Halloween. Okay? Sorry, Kim. Okay? But look at that. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Rooted and built up in him. Established in the faith. So how come so many believers are not established in the faith? Well, Because of a lack of knowledge. A lack of understanding. Let me take you back to Romans chapter 10 verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... And shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Okay? So what do we confess about Jesus? That he's Lord. Okay? In fact, the Douay version, the Douay translation says exactly that. If we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. Now, let me go ahead and tell you. Jesus is Lord. Whether you make him Lord in your life or not, he's still Lord. Just as Obama is still president. Okay? I, I'm not excited about him being president. I'm not sure that I would jump at everything he says. However, that doesn't change the fact that he's president. Jesus Christ is Lord. How did he become Lord? God the Father made him Lord when he raised him from the dead. Because Jesus died for our sins, gave, his, gave himself for us, shed his own precious blood. That when we receive him, he receives us. When we ask him to forgive our sins and to save us and accept him as our Lord. Thou shalt be saved. And yet we live our lives as though we're still Lord. Okay? Well, let me tell you a little secret. Listen close. Secrets ought not to be spoken more than once, like gossip. I never repeat gossip. 
Listen close the first time. Here's the lie. If you think you're the Lord, you have been deceived. You have been misled. You have been painted a picture that is nothing but falsehood because either Jesus is Lord or Satan is your Lord. Because you're not. And for Jesus not to be your Lord, for you not to acknowledge His Lordship, means that you are involved in idolatry. You're worshiping self. And in worshiping self, you're really worshiping Satan. That's idolatry. Well, Casey, that's kind of harsh. No, it's kind of true. It's kind of true. Either Jesus is your Lord, which means He's your Savior, or you're an idolater claiming Jesus as your Savior. And you may be saved and still worship an idol. Self. Woo. Well, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him. How did I receive him? <laughs> By faith. I came to him, asked him to save me. He did it. How do I know he did it? Because he said he would. I just trust him. I can walk in him. By faith. Just trusting him to do what he says he'll do. Rooted and built up in him. Established in the faith as ye have been taught. Uh, Do you know why we had 93 people here Sunday morning and we don't have 93 people here tonight? Because there's a whole bunch of people that don't, don't want Jesus to be their Lord. They don't want to be taught. Okay? So, if you've been rooted and built up in Christ as your Lord and established in the faith, then as ye have been taught, abound therein with thanksgiving. I'll go ahead and read the next verse, but we're going to deal with it next time. Beware lest, excuse me, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. And that's the name of that song. Okay? Because the world will tell you God didn't really create the world. The world will tell you that, well, if He did, it was a long, long time ago, and then He turned it loose, and now what you see is a result of, of billions of years of garbage. God made it the way He wanted it. If there's any problems in the world, we did it when we chose Satan as Lord. But God never changes. And so He still loves us as much as He loved Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. God still loves us so much 
that if you were the only person to ever be placed on the surface of the planet and you sinned, Jesus Christ would still have come and shed his precious blood and died just for you. That's love. And he extends to you the offer of salvation, forgiveness of sin, so that you can spend all of eternity with him in fellowship. Now, why would I want to fellowship with the devil here and then try to fellowship with God over there? That doesn't make sense to me. No, I want to be practicing here so that when I get there, I'll be good at it, you know? I like walking close to Jesus. I like talking to Him every day. I don't even like singing to Him. And He never says, Ooh, did I give you that voice? What did you do to it? That was pretty before you tried to let it out. No, He doesn't do that. No, He says, that's my boy. Listen to him sing. You know? Kind of like I do with my grandkids. See? woo Y'all know that I don't think children ought to run in church. Especially not here in the sanctuary. Why? Because we've dedicated this building to the worship of God. Okay? But when your grandkids and my grandkids come running around the side of the building, my first thought is, somebody please stop them. And my second thought is, my grandson's faster than your grandson. (laughs) Just kidding. But even when I'm messing up, even when I am messing up, God sees me as his child. And I love that. Are you his child? Do you know him as your own personal Lord and Savior? Not just Savior, Lord and Savior. Because he, boy, he wants what's best for you. And the cool thing is, well, for example, Halloween. I'm not in favor of all the witches and goblins and things that are celebrated at Halloween. I am in favor of the holiday. Because it is the evening before All Saints Day. And the Apostle Paul said that we have received Christ as Lord and Savior are saints. So it's the one day of the year when the whole world celebrates us. Okay? I mean, that's like cool to me. And the kids come by the house. And they knock on the door and they say, trick or treat. And I say, smell my feet. And they say, give me something good to eat. And some of the older ones go through the next part of the poem, which I will not repeat here. But it's funny and cute. And sometimes they'll tell me a joke. And uh, sometimes they do something else. And some of the times they just stand there terrified that this great big fat guy is wanting them to do something. But they get candy. Okay. Why? Because I have a dentist who gives me a discount for passing out more candy on Halloween so he can make more money. (laughs) No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. But I'm going to ask him for it. (laughs) But 
he, he does that, and, uh, and I give out the candy. But you know there are some kids in our neighborhood who, do, who don't get candy? You say, why, Brother Casey? Why would you do that? Because they don't come to me. All the ones that come to me get something. And that's the way it is with Jesus. Everybody who comes to him gets something. So don't just come to him. Stay close. Stay close. Because when Halloween's over and the trick-or-treating stops, if there's a kid left standing on the porch, they might get all the rest of the candy. (laughs) Amen. One last thing. If you're here tonight and you do not know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, I would love to talk to you before you go home just to share with you what God did for you and how much He wants to save you. And if you're here tonight and you have not made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, you made Him Lord of this part and maybe this part, but there's a whole big chunk that you're saving for yourself, uh, give it all to Him. Let him be the Lord of all. Life will be so much simpler, so much sweeter. It's just fun being loved when you're close to the one that loves you. Let's pray together. Father, in the quietness of this moment, in the quietness of each heart, I ask your Holy Spirit to work. There's one that does not know Jesus Christ as personal Savior. Help them right now to determine that they're going to let him become their Lord and Savior. If there's one that's saved and really hadn't allowed you to be the Lord in their life, help them right now from the quietness of their own heart. Say, Lord Jesus.